All right, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. My name's Sina, and I love following the journeys of other young entrepreneurs. And in this episode, I had an amazing chat with Sam Harris, TEDx speaker, podcast host, and the founder of Syncify, a social podcasting app that aims to make the whole experience of listening to a podcast way more social and way more interactive than it already is right now. And I wish I could make a more detailed intro, but this conversation with Sam was the most random and hilarious podcast episode I have done to date. Uh, We just jumped around so many different topics, some about like entrepreneurship and business, most of it not. So if you're only interested in that, then yeah, probably isn't the episode for you. Uh, But just just a bit more info around the podcast episode, we talked about and covered the hilarious story behind why Sam stopped partying at uni and instead focused on entrepreneurship leading to him actually selling his business. Both of our, we also cover both of our most embarrassing podcast moments as podcast hosts, um, asking some extremely controversial questions to some very high profile guests, especially from Sam's side and how Sam almost died a number of different times is actually a very big surprise to me that he's still alive after hearing these stories. And of course, we cover the future of Syncify and where he sees that going, why he's done it, and all of that stuff that we usually talk about. So I really hope you enjoy it. It was one of my favorite episodes to date, uh, just because of how funny it was. Sam was someone that I wanted to have on the podcast for a long time, and he did not disappoint. So I know I know a lot of you you know wait for the shout out because I leave a shout out to someone who's left a written review on Apple Podcasts every week. But this week I'm not doing a shout out because this episode is already long enough. I do not want to make the episode longer than it should be. So without further ado, let's go on with the episode. Okay, hey Sam, how you doing? Ah, oh, good man. Got us both on the mic. Nice. It's about time. Yeah, it's so it's so good to finally have you on, and you're in a podcast studio. But you're using your laptop. So how does that work? How, why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like nicely uh, silenced with the echoes and these things. So, you know, when you're in a room when it just sort of feels good sound wise, like it's still better than yeah. being in a glassy room or all that kind of crap. Um, but the microphone is still not going to be amazing, which is a bit embarrassing as I run my own podcast. And, but hopefully the fans are fine and no listeners will ever know. Yeah, I mean, you've been running your own podcast for since how many years now uh i started recording january 2017 so almost four years so yeah almost four years <laughs> and i'm 30 episodes in but i think my yeah. sound quality is probably better than yours <laughs> yeah it's a kind of important one i've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a long time because we went to the same university and mm. um, we've had quite a few people from bristol actually um, we've taken a bit of a break from bristol just to branch out and we're back with you so and you started your own business while at university which is really cool so what was the whole lot of like story behind that because that's when I first sort of found out about you I think with, from your story around that yeah so I started it because I was, I was studying biology and I, know, I had a really fun gap year and like I was always kind of old for my year anyway and so I kind of was a bit ahead of the crowd in terms of going out and partying and doing stuff uh and by the time I got to uni like I don't know I'd had the I'd been to like four different freshers and then like I had like my 20th birthday where I'd woken up having not even remembered the entire night with my friends just writing swastikas all over me and like I had penises like written in my eyelids and things and it's just like I'm not sure I need to get this drunk anymore and like oh, I was on the other side of Birmingham and I woke up in some guy's flat I didn't even know 
having pissed myself. And then I had to walk across Birmingham, like in just my box, covered in stickers. And then, so, like a few weeks later, I got to uni and was like, "This whole friends thing." Yeah, I'm not sure I need to drink like that much anymore. And um, yeah, I sort of I worked kind of hard, but was kind of missing on the on the extra side of things, and just sort of I just like had this drive to do something useful and started like writing business ideas and things that I wanted to change. Before you go on to actually talking about your business, this is probably one of the strongest starts I've ever had to, to a podcast. <laughs> good, good, I'm glad. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, carry on, carry on. Yeah, I was just like kind of writing business ideas around because like we were doing biology and like super concerned with like the environment and what was happening in the world and kind of wanted to change things there. And I was just kind of frustrated that I was just sitting around learning and not really doing anything. And so there was like a business plan, like award, which I started writing things for, because I also, for some reason that year, they decided to test trying to do online exams for us. And obviously we all cheated. And so I, by the end, by summer exams, like I'd already passed the year and like I couldn't fail and it didn't really matter at all. So whilst everyone was sort of revising and things, I was just messing around with business ideas. And like I started with like, basically I wrote the business plan for Tesla and then like, also solar city and like the solar tiles i literally like had those things even though they hadn't come out at all or like which was kind of cool that i thought that but then i also realized i had no idea how to start that business and so i was just trying to think of like rack my brains for things i could actually do in this in like in bristol or something as a student and so i ended up coming up with um like a bicycle courier service so like last mile deliveries of just taking things from place to place within the city instead of using vans and like because you're not using fuel and stuff it's like it's a bit cheaper so you can employ like two guys on bikes to do the same job as a van and like there's just less vans in the city so I started doing that well I put in this business plan and somehow won and I got like a grand and a half to like work on the idea over summer so I started doing it and then somehow managed to convince uh, a cider company to give me four grand to advertise on our on like on our bikes. So I didn't have any equipment, but somehow got someone to pay me to start a business, which I still don't really know how I did that to this day. Um, and then like the business was kind of born. And so I was just delivering stuff in Bristol by bike and that started growing. And then we found like um, a real need for doing um, uh, like restaurant deliveries, kind of delivery style. This is this was like a few years before delivery was even started and that started going really well to the point where I actually had to stop doing it because I was going to fail my degree because I was just like too busy organizing people's deliveries and stuff because I didn't have any tech and so yeah if I'd like dropped out of uni maybe it could have worked out or if I somehow found like a coder to work with me and convince them of like the opportunity then maybe I'd have been the person running delivery but instead None of those things happened. And then um, I got uh, a guy that was an accountant ended up coming in. So I think after a year, I got really stressed because I was just working full time. And like, I don't think I even saw my flatmates at all. Um, I was just working the whole time. And I just caught up with a, an old friend I'd done traveling with. And we just ended up booking like a one-way ticket to Ibiza on the day. And I was just like, oh, fuck it, this business thing. Let's see what happens. And I hated Ibiza, as we've already realized it, but I was already bored about partying. So... I um yeah, but I won my ticket for my visa to Germany and then just spent like a month in the Alps, just like cycling around, going to lakes and things. And then when I came back, some guy was like running my business for me who um super lucky. Like I'd I'd got this 
this other guy from Yui to kind of just run the day-to-day stuff and he was crap but this other guy that had been wanting to start work somehow ended up like coming in on the first day and found that no one was doing anything so he just organized the deliveries and when I came back my business was being run by this guy that used to be an accountant and was quite on it so he became like my full-time 50% business partner did all the accounts and like day-to-day logistics and I just did like sales and growth for the next like few years and so realistically the business should have just completely failed at that point but somehow carried on going and it's just really weird how like fate you sacked off and went to ibiza so i mean you should have probably failed like (laughs) yeah kind of funny so then like after three years like the business was going really well we had like a lot of money in the bank i'd run quite a few awards and stuff um but at that point like i was trying to do deals with like nando's dhl the nhs like really trying to take it to the next level and my business partner then became a problem because he was like happy with just like sort of five or six guys doing deliveries and like enough for him to manage and he didn't really want to like invest like in tech or like taking it further and i know i've just been doing it for so long that like my heart wasn't really in it to like fight him to like change it and stuff so i then kind of got a bit bored again and um let him do it his way for the next year which meant that like it just started going downhill so we had like yeah, a lot of money in the bank, as I was saying, and the business was worth quite a lot. But over that year, it just sort of slowly became worth less and less. And we just stopped really growing and um, the money went down quite a lot. And so I know you wanted to ask how I ended up exiting. And it was just kind of lucky, like, uh, again, um, the guy that was manufacturing the bikes was kind of interested in the business that we we're doing. And he kind of wanted to change from manufacturing to actually doing some of the stuff with it. So he ended up buying my 50% off me. Um, which I didn't really put that much effort into. Uh, I was just basically happy to have run a business that didn't fail. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I think it was some, some, some really lucky situations that actually led to any of the things that actually happened as success, but somehow along the way, I learned quite a lot. So, I mean, yeah, sound, how long was that journey? It was maybe that, it was two years, years, you said two, three years? Four, four years, years, basically. So I started at the end of my first year. And then like I did a three-year degree, but then I ran like Basecamp, the um, entrepreneur hub for a year as the entrepreneur in residence. And then like after that was the year where like I kind of stopped paying attention to the business really and it started going downhill again. You seem like the sort of person that gets bored really easily. You, <laughs> you just seem like, not, not as a rude thing. That's not rude at all, but I'm just saying. It's like, it's, if it's not a hell yes, it's no kind of thing. So yeah. I kind of want to be doing things properly and feel like I'm really making a difference to it. Otherwise, it sort of just doesn't really get my attention. So that is like something I had a bit of trouble with over the next few years after that and just doing different That's things. what I was going to ask you. Yeah, which is where like the podcast was like my first side hobby that I didn't ever give up on, if you know what I mean. Because it's never been my permanent thing. It's just, but it's just had, since I started it four years ago, I've just always done it. And like, it's just reliably... I mean, it started like maybe once a month, sometimes once every two or twice a month, but it just got to the point where it's like every week, there's just always a new podcast. And um, yeah, it's been really useful having like reliable, okay, I just always do this and it just keeps on giving back in different ways. So you started that basically as, I mean, just from the story that we've, that we've heard so far, it seems like you started the podcast just because you were a bit bored and you wanted a new sort of thing to take you know attention from yourself I don't know if I was bored I think I was just getting into podcasts myself and at the time 
So it was four years ago. So like I've been listening to like Tim Ferriss and some other. Yeah, like, there's a lot of good American entrepreneur podcasts and things, but there weren't really any British ones at the time. And yeah. there probably were. I just wasn't searching right, and I just felt like I was just annoyed hearing that many American voices. With, with one, side. <laughs> and then on the other side was like the personal challenge. I I was good at like having ideas, but I hadn't been very good at building an audience for myself. And public speaking, I was quite shy still or not that great at like explaining myself or why I had good ideas, if that makes sense. And I wanted to be more influential in terms of when I do have my ideas, I want it easier to get them adopted by like having a better network, having like an audience that listens to me and just being more eloquent with my ideas so I can explain them to people so they, they like buy into them. Because I knew that I have great ideas. It's just getting them to become a reality was like a challenge. And like so I figured it should help with that. Um, and then just the curiosity of I just love learning and I love talking to really interesting people. And you just often meet people that you just wish you had more time to ask like more interesting questions or have like a more powerful connection with them. And it's just like it's a massive life hack on that side, running a, a podcast where you just get to talk deeply with really interesting people so those are my three main motivations i mean yeah same same motivations as me really like i with a with a podcast kind of in your armory you get mm. to speak to some crazy interesting people who you might not have been able to get the chance to talk to otherwise and so it's crazy yeah if you had a really good reason to talk to me i probably would have said yes but i am pretty busy and like also we wouldn't have had like an actual reason to chat for an hour if you know what i mean but like because if you're making a podcast you can just ask me whatever interests you and like and i'll talk about it for a while and it's sort of somehow like it just frames it in a different way that's what that's what's happening right now yeah. <laughs> but it's good i mean you get you get to speak to some crazy crazy different people and i guess with your one because you're not just speaking to entrepreneurs is that right you're speaking to a lot of different sort of people yeah uh a wide variety like you said i get bored easily this is where i've struggled is in i would never recommend anyone to run a podcast in the style that i've done it i would definitely say try and have like an absolute niche as in like so you are you know specific with millennial entrepreneurs which like is good because i know what i'm getting when i come to you as i literally interview anyone that interests me <laughs> so i've just like interviewed suspiciously happy people a hitman like yeah founders which could be like, you know, founders of Just Eat, Skype, Grays, but it could also be people that are just starting a business that I just really like or because they're interesting or like um, coaches, people that have won gold medals. It's, it's just pretty random. And because I, I just want to learn as much as possible and not get bored by it. Like, how do you adapt from, say, one week you've got a Olympic gold medalist, the next week you've got a hitman, and the next week you've got like a you know a top entrepreneur in in the world like how do you adapt they're such different people how do you adapt from one to the other i haven't even thought about it it just comes naturally <laughs> i'm just interested i think when i first started i was trying to ask more specific questions and um i think that kind of limited the potential of the podcast because of it wasn't necessarily so interesting as in maybe it, for the listener, it's good to have a bit of a formula and a structure so they know what they're getting. 
but I found that I, I would get bored. So I'd listen to things like Entrepreneur on Fire and you kind of just always ask the same questions. And after a while, it's just like, you just get all the same answers, whether it's someone running an ice cream company or like a new sort of tech tool or something, they still like say the same things. And it's like, well, if I have like 10 people and they all say the same things, I'm already like, I'm not learning anymore after that. So it's nice to kind of be a bit, to just let the conversation go where it go, goes, where it can be. And so I'll start every interview with just asking them like about their life story and then or just pick up on whichever bits happen to interest me the most, which can sometimes be, I think, um, like I interviewed, uh, like when we spoke about gold medals, like um, Ben Hunt Davis, who wrote like a great book, uh, um, like, will it make the boat go faster? It's all about like how they optimized to like win the gold medal but I, I didn't really know anything about his story and then he was there like you haven't read my book I mean what, why am I here in this interview and I'm like oh sorry mate um and, mostly it's just been kind of better that way because I can be a bit more naive and just sort of like transparently interested the whole time rather than like oh well I know that you can talk well about this so why don't you give me your best answer on this because if it's just like I, I don't need to hear what they've already been asked like 10 times if that's what they're famous for. I'd rather like dig into something that's like pretty random that no one's really asked. And so as in like my metric success was having interesting conversations with interesting people and learning, but it's also, I kind of always pride myself when people ask me to be like, I've never been asked that question before. Well, that was so interesting. Like, I, I didn't even know I could talk about that. And you're like, yeah, that was a good interview as opposed to just, okay, well, you always talk about this. So like anyone that can always find you and you're where you talk about that yeah like i had someone from the apprentice on the podcast and obviously she's going to have you know loads and loads of requests for for interviews and they always ask the same thing so i just didn't really want to talk about that sort of stuff and so i ended up talking like we asked uh, i'm not going to say why i asked her you people people can listen to that episode if they want to see but it it was just like we ended up talking like i ended up asking some weird questions and i think she she was okay with it, I think. I don't know. I thought it was quite funny in the end. But, I mean, you're just asking different sort of questions. Have you asked any questions that have gone wrong? I've, I've had two go quite wrong. Yeah, okay, fine. I'll, t- I'll tell you what it was now that you pushed me a little bit. Basically, her... I'm not going to explain it too much just to not take up the time. But, basically, mm. on... Because she's, like, been on TV and everything. And I hope she's not listening. I don't think she does, but <laughs> we'll carry on. Um, <laughs> so on. So obviously she's been on TV a lot. She went. She went to the final of The Apprentice. So I was doing a bit of research. This was back in the day when I did a bit more scripting for the show. Now it's literally like, nah, fuck it, whatever. But back then there was a lot more scripting involved. And I got to page. Obviously you Google her, and there's a bit of research on page one. And then I go to page two. Page two of Google is a very dangerous place. And yeah. it's just not a place that people should go on because I saw basically there was this page. There was this, um, I don't know how to really say it delicately, but basically there, there's a lot of photos of her feet on the website. <laughs> it was this feet rating website. And I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is a bit fucked up. But I think it'd be hilarious to ask her about it because I think no one's probably ever asked her about this. And so, yeah, I asked her, I was like, so Sabrina, what do you think about like, these the, you know feet rating website like what was it called ratemyfeet.com 
<laughs> that's what it was called and she was like yeah i mean it was publicity at the end of the day i was like oh, okay fair enough and she took it in good spirit so i thought it was quite funny so that's the one i don't know then i kind of pushed it a bit more i think it went a bit awkward i think it went a bit wrong and i ended up cussing that bit out but but it was okay like I, it was a bit more dangerous and I, no one's ever asked her that so i was quite proud of myself that i did and yeah. so yeah what about yourself we could just be here for the rest of the podcast talking about fails again with the ben hunt davis and um like the uh olympic rower who he was quite a, an outstanding gent but we, we're talking about like we're getting a bit metal and like how the podcast was going and if i should ask him any like questions that push him a bit more and he was like yeah you should ask me like a more testing question and then for some reason the question that popped into my brain into my brain was what's your favorite sex position and i couldn't like think of anything else i just said it so i could like get like having my brain again and then it just like the whole i just wanted the crowd to swallow me like was it in person or was it like over zoom it was in person oh that's even worse we, we basically just kind of moved on <laughs> and it was just like a, oh oh dear oh no oh dear how early was it in the podcast oh this was like towards the end oh okay uh, that's okay then I, I interviewed the founder of charles charles turret like nicholas charles turret wheeler he's a really nice guy ex-bristol grad um alumnus and that was kind of it's going quite well but i think that was probably one of the most scared interviews i've i've well most scared i've been for an interview because um i don't know i just knew that he was like pretty he doesn't have time for anyone like i'd seen him at some entrepreneur events where he kind of just like uh yeah was like a bit rude to some people and like his butler met me at the thing and i kind of had to like sit downstairs for a while and then he sort of <laughs> someone's like, like it still went quite pretty well but like i've been doing some research on him and like his wife uh runs the white company so they're, like, they're a really cool power couple kind of thing but whilst i've been like picking them up like every article i found about his wife started with chrissy rucker the wife of the famous charles Turret. whereas every article him about him was just like it was about him whereas it kind of like sort of she was always being validated by him and something. So I tried to ask like a question about like sexism and, and that, but somehow I fucked it up and I made it sound kind of like his wife just wasn't as good as him. He, but it was like, I was trying to do a good thing, but mess, I don't know what I did. I just dug a hole and like just got deeper and like, and, and yeah, I don't know what happened in that question. It's still hard to really explain, but um, it wasn't good. <laughs> you know what's the worst thing that people don't understand? But I mean, I guess we're, we're both podcasters, so we understand this, is that when you do ask a bit of a dangerous question, um, you feel you feel bad at the time, obviously, but obviously you move on. But then you have to edit it afterwards, so you yeah, actually have yeah, to listen to yourself. Back. And it's oh, just terrible. Definitely. Sam's been podcasting for a long, long time, like longer than I have, way longer than I have for a few years. And, you know, he's grown it massively, you know, interviewing some absolutely high profile guests, monetizing his podcast, getting so many listeners around the world. And so I get so many questions about how to start a podcast, how to grow a podcast and every sort of question in between. And so I thought now would be an amazing opportunity to get Sam's sort of advice and tips and on his, just his take on how to start a podcast and how to grow top tips uh well as we spoke about definitely have good sound or just be willing to delete the episode if it sounds kind of shit just because it annoys the listeners it doesn't have to be perfect but there's just like there's a threshold level which you just can't be under otherwise like people just switch off instantly or people that have been listening to you for the past three episodes 
physio force one they were just like they'll never listen again uh so definitely don't mess up your sound or be willing to delete episodes if it's just not good enough then i think now that people are trying to now the podcast space has got so busy uh i wouldn't try and have long episodes so like sure joe rogan can like do like a three hour long episode there's this but if you think of it kind of like blogging or something, if it's someone that you know, like you'll read their book kind of thing. If it's just like some random thing, you don't really know what it's about. Like you'll read like a really short article on something. And if it's useful, like you'll read some more of them. It's that's kind of the podcast is in if you have like a short title, well, if you have a title, it's about what it is that you learned in the episode. And it's like 10 minutes long. So if people will like just go for that or like 20 minutes, but if it's like an hour, like, the interview is going to go all over the place. So until they've actually got to know you as a, as a host, it's very unlikely they'll bother to listen to that. And even if they do like you, they'll still more likely to listen to the 20 minute ones anyway, just because people have more time for those. And this is more likely to come up in searches because there's a lot of sort of like, Oh, under 20 minutes sort of like uh, in the um, trending episodes or like how people can find stuff on the homepage. So try and sort of keep it shorter and sort of consistent to like what what's in the title should be what's in the episode so like you could cut this out as a 10 minute like how to go into podcasting or like just something a bit more specific about what we talk about here rather than having the full episode of 40 minutes kind of thing where it kind of goes in all different directions sort of possibly uh, but and then following off that like just having like a niche uh so yeah like being a portal for where people will learn about something specific so definitely trying to be something that's like not too generic uh, <laughs> i haven't really wrapped my words around that very eloquently <laughs> just just pick but, a niche and I, I think the more niche you go probably the better right so as in not just like business but like okay just food businesses or something or just like startups or like i think um the founder of my proteins just started a bit one like just about bootstrapping a business so it's like it's quite cool um so i just have like a specific take on it and that's it's just really easy for the listener to know what like why they're going to buy into that and it's also much easier if you ever want to try and commercialize because you you have a much better picture of who your customers might be if you've got a niche whereas when you are pretty generic like i mean i have no idea who listens to my podcast like people that are into mindset like that could be anyone so as in i when talking to advertisers i'm like okay we have a lot of teachers we have a lot of coaches and we have a lot of entrepreneurs i say but also i have like a billion other people because of everyone's like not everyone but like anyone is in any form of self-improvement has probably heard about mindsets and it's uh it's nice to be generic but also not that useful I guess a lot of people start podcasting because they see like Joe Rogan and they see the sort of, I guess the Spotify deal as well made people very excited. Um, yeah. Like, do you, do you think like it is a viable commercialization thing? Is it something that people should get into for Like, cause I've, I've heard, I've, I've been asked this question quite a lot, but I got sponsorship like a few weeks ago, no months ago, actually now. Ooh. And Congrats. like after that, thanks a lot. Yeah. After that, loads of people like asked that question, and I just said I got really, I got really lucky to be honest for it. Like yeah. I don't think, I, I don't think I, 
I probably didn't deserve at the time. I don't know if they're listening now, but I probably didn't deserve at the time. Maybe a bit more now, but at the time I probably didn't. You're really savvy and you've got some connections. You could probably really do it, but like it depends on what you want to be doing it for. You could start a commercial-based podcast right now if you're just looking like sort of arbitrage business opportunities of like what are people searching and not not able to find. You could start quite a successful podcast and commercialize it. Yes. But would it be on the thing that you're really interested in kind of thing? Like maybe not. So it depends on what your sort of metric for success is. So for me, it was always more like my own interest, personal side of things rather than being able to make money. But you definitely could optimize for making money. Um, and like the ideal is to sort of find across the two where you can find like a really bespoke niche that has value in listeners. And actually it's like the thing that really excites you. So but I'd start by like working out what really excites you first and then like you'll be able to do it long term. I know I know we're talking about podcasts and it's such a natural sort of transition to Syncify. <laughs> but I hope yeah. before before we go on to Syncify, I'm gonna break that sort of transition. Cause I really want to talk about some of the things that you've actually done. Like you've like I don't think people have understood the sort of adventurous stuff that you've done and i think that's pretty i think that's the stuff that you've done is pretty cool like you the reason why we couldn't record a few weeks ago is because you were climbing the matterhorn and then also i think the message that you sent me was yeah mate yeah if i don't die i'll come on the podcast i was like okay cool good to know (laughs) yeah it's a pretty dangerous mountain um it's it's the one that's on the uh toblerones like the um the classic like pyramid mountain um but it's it's like the fifth most dangerous mountain by numbers of people dying, um, which is kind of not great. Uh, and I mean, I'm not the most coordinated person, historically speaking, because I've nearly died a few times from like various accidents. So like, my mum was not happy with the whole uh, idea of me doing that. Um, but yeah, that, it, it was a bit worrying. And we were, we, I didn't do the... Uh, there's like an easier ridge you can do and then it's like a difficult one and for some reason my guide was like taking me up the difficult one which <laughs> i also wasn't too too pleased about um but yeah that was a that was pretty next level in terms of i i think climbing i had to go up at four in the morning in the dark and the cold and you were already sort of like three quarters of the way up by that point and so you've got like severe drop and you're just like climbing you don't really know what you're climbing to get to and you just there like the sheer rock face of like definite death beneath you that you can't even see and that like that was really unpleasant i'm not gonna lie like the first few hours but once the sun came up it wasn't so bad what about the times what about times you almost uh died (laughs) just like go over those pretty quick one time i was like literally a year ago uh i was kite surfing uh in spain and um somehow no one has ever had this accident before uh but like my right leg fell out of the board and like the board flipped up and somehow like hit my knee perfectly so that like my femur just shattered and um so i ends i was just like in the water with this kite dragging me along and my like leg just flapping around everywhere and like it was really difficult to get out of the kite like, i eventually did and then just sort of lay there and like i couldn't really move much like i lost all my strength and was just like so I can float. I can't really swim at all. And, and like, it's just looking at my leg, just like, what the fucking, and just like, I kind of, from my knee downwards, it was still a solid leg. 
but like just the bit in between my knee and like my hip was just like a jelly like mess and it was really weird and I really, couldn't really do anything about it it was just like I, I'm just gonna die aren't I <laughs> this this is like the only option so I just kind of like lay there for like five minutes like accepting that I was gonna drown at some point and sort of having a nice time but then someone came and like dragged me in and um and uh, I could lived and that was great so yeah but that was still kind of worrying and like the whole like I say like dragged me like it took like another three or four hours to get to the hospital and the beach was epically long and I changed ambulance and four different beds and oh it was a it was a terrible experience and and like I had no idea because I was wearing a wetsuit like, I didn't really know what's going on in my leg like obviously it was super broken but like when you think about like when you break the bones, you basically just it turns it suddenly turns into like having like a bunch of knives inside your leg when it's moving around, and so I had no idea if I'd like broken like a artery or anything. Like all I had like this sort of like wobbly mess for a leg, and so it's like in the ambulance, but still could have died at any point, but didn't. So it was fine. Um, but yeah, that was a kind of surreal experience. And that was actually, so like a few days later, I was like in the hospital bed, which is when I booked the Matterhorn trip, even though I still didn't even know if I could walk. Um, but it was like, <laughs> my mom was so unhappy. Uh, but I had like a climbing trip booked already that I had to cancel. So like they said I could do a different trip, which is why I took the Matterhorn. So like I just needed to put it onto something. <laughs> but that was a, a bit of an odd thing to do in hindsight. Um, other times nearly dying. So I, I used to be quite good at skiing um i learned quite fast because i kind of had this philosophy that if you weren't falling over every day you weren't trying hard enough and like you're not learning you're not like at the edge of your comfort zone and i just felt like i mean even if you're skiing like really easy runs with like friends that aren't very good like you're on green runs all day you can still use that philosophy and it just means that you have to like do the whole run on one leg or like spend the entire time just spinning like the entire time until you fall over and it just always forces you to push like your skills and so, like, I got really good. Like, I was doing sort of, like, some big tricks in the, in the snow parks and these things just because I was always pushing myself. But then that did lead to me trying to do, like, a backflip 360 that went quite badly wrong. And I ended up landing, like, I completely missed the landing and just went further. And, like, I don't know how many feet I fell, but a lot. And landed flat on my back. And, like, if I hadn't been wearing a helmet or anything, I definitely would have died. But I ended up, I, I broke three, like five ribs, um, but three fully broken, two just like fractured, uh, like all like on my back. But somehow from the shock of doing it, like my pecs ripped themselves, which I, I don't even know how that's possible, but, but, but I did it. <laughs> and then, but basically it was, I, I thought, I just had this really weird pain of like this weird, like electrifying sort of pain coming from like my back and I couldn't move anything in my body. That's I think so just scary. <laughs> like, it's like the most epic winding of your life apart from it. It was like, it was sort of over a minute that I just didn't breathe at all, but I didn't know. So after like 10 seconds of not being able to breathe and the fact that like my body felt so weird, I just assumed that I'd broken my back and couldn't, I was just like, I just thought like I had a few seconds left to live really. I just sort of like lay there being like, well, this, that was it. That was my life. Nice. And um, I did start breathing again and then got like airlifted to hospital and things and it was all fine. But it was just sort of, 
a nice 60 seconds of being absolutely certain that I was about to die and like so I kind of I've got used to being at peace with dying and there's a, there's another time at the festival where I sort of fell on the fence and just sort of I got like a huge scar on my arm where like I ripped a bunch of skin off it and things and it's just blood everywhere um and yeah it just looked like I'd sort of probably broken all my veins and things and anyway I got taken to the again was fine but yeah <laughs> Before we get go too long, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to run out of time. I also want to talk about Syncify for a little bit at least. Um, yeah. So we, we just be nice. just because that's the reason why you're on. I know we got so distracted by loads of different things, but mm. yeah. So we talk we talked before we recorded about like the challenges of podcasting, and one of the big ones that like we kind of talked about, and even like this podcast we've just recorded. There's so many like different things that we covered, and so yeah. Like for someone who's new to sort of discovering different podcasts or even like as a host myself, I don't know what works and like what doesn't work. I still have no idea. And so mm. like we talked about this before we recorded and like Syncify is something that I think is definitely needed in the sort of podcasting game, both for listeners and for hosts. But like, what's, what's your take on it? So Syncify is a business that I've started and, and well, like it's going to be an app. Uh, for starting with podcasts and like what you've sort of picked up on is like the two big sort of things in podcasting that are kind of broken so like the discovery side of it is like it's really hard as in podcasts there's so much interesting stuff that people make and there's so many interesting things that your friends listen to but you have no idea what your friends are listening to and you just go on your own like private journey but it's not really very guided and like You'll get recommendations from like an app, but like it's not really that appropriate for you. And there's just so much content that you can't really find. You just get stuck with like the few things that you've listened to before. And like you'll send recommendations to friends or you they, they might send the odd ones to you, but like it'll be in WhatsApp or on Instagram or something. And that's not when you're listening to podcasts. And so you won't pick up on it. And it's just really hard to find things. So the first side of that is like we were creating like a basically a social network in your app where like on your homepage instead, like you see what your friends are doing. And so like, if I log in and you're actually listening to something, I'll see what you're listening to live right now. And I can just like jump in and listen at the same time as you. And we can like chat like afterwards or like as we're listening kind of thing. Or I can also like see what you've been listening to recently and what you've really, really liked. Or maybe like some of the highlights of like the best bits of what you've enjoyed. Or you can send me your recommendations. Like that'd just be ready for me as like a cue of like, perhaps I could send you like okay my five favorite episodes from my my growth mindset podcast or the ones that i've listened to or ones that i've spoken about like just now i could send you like the highlights of like okay these are the times where i ask those really awkward questions and you could just like listen to that rather than like you would never be able to find any of those things i just spoke about really but like it could just be so transparent for like it to be easy to listen to what you want to listen to and to be able to talk about that with others because like that's another thing that most about podcasts is that i'll listen to something amazing and then like I'll just forget about it. I won't ever share that experience with anyone. I can't sort of validate it or take it further. If it's like, if I'm learning something awesome, it would be great to like actually dive into that and like talk about how that applies to my business with someone else, maybe my business partner. And we can actually sort of like solve some of our problems and like have some to do to go forwards. Whereas in like, it goes into my head and then I forget about it or like I'll try and explain it to him, but he like won't quite get it. And there's like this probably kind of like a great kind of an idea that we just can't take ahead. So one podcast should be super social and you should be able to like engage with these things and like share these experiences with people and 
then secondly like the, the other big problem you spoke about was like as podcast hosts ourselves it's just really hard to know what to do and it's confusing because we're not connected with our audiences we don't know who they are and we don't know what they're doing whereas like with Syncify isn't with it being social like everyone's there on the app you can sort of people that follow your podcast you can see them and you can kind of talk to them and they can like ask you questions and things which is all already cool and like if you do you want to monetize and you've got like a good podcast it's much easier because if you're using patreon or people will have like a private discord server like it's just i just can't be asked to like go to a different place there's some great podcasts like uh, psychology in seattle i'll plug that awesome podcast he goes super deep into really cool things he like he did like a psychoanalysis of every single like game of thrones character and like goes deep into them as if they were like on his like uh therapist couch and like why like they've got their problems and stuff it's really interesting and like but he'll do an episode where he'll do like a six hour deep dive into like narcissism and like how it manifests and like what the signs are but like you'll get the first 45 minutes for free and then he'll be like okay and now go to patreon for my private rss feed and i'll be like yeah i really want to do that i would like pay you like five pounds right now to listen to the rest of this but i'm just not download Patreon and like sort out this private rss feed jazz Whereas if it was just there in the app, like, yeah, sure, I'd push the button. Um, so one, it makes it easier for you to di- directly monetize um, if you were to do that. But secondly, just to make better content. So if the people like on the app are listening to your show, like they're rating it, they're making their highlights. So you can see which bits are like most exciting people and where they're commenting and what's good. So you can make like a proper analytics dashboard for what's actually happening in your posh in your podcast and why it's good and and then also just like in the same way that like bloggers have seo tools where they can see like what keywords are working for people and how to optimize their content to make it like the most useful for audiences like you can kind of you can start doing that because like nothing like that exists for podcasters we just build blindly but there could be really amazing tools that could just tell us what to put into it and like how to title it and how to format it and like it's just such an opportunity to like makes content better i think i think honestly like podcasts are so like there's so many years behind like other content Mm. platforms i really believe that like there's there's obviously apple spotify and spotify is actually investing a lot of money into it now they bought anchor obviously and like now like they are making some strides and they're trying to get a lot of big content creators on their platform Uh, i don't know how much time we have to speak about this but like they're they are investing a lot of money into it yeah yeah, they're putting a lot of money into it like they're going more for like the land grab on creators, yeah. which is certainly one big part of it. And they they are innovating on what's really cool is like the the first Spotify, uh, well, the first like podcast hosting where you can kind of become kind of like a radio show because they also have all the music inbuilt. So like as a host, you can like talk for like ten minutes and then like play a song. So like you can literally do Desert Island Discs in your podcast, yeah, only on Spotify, which is like. A cool innovation they made that available a few weeks ago i think yeah like people keep on asking me like oh you're just a feature on spotify they can do that but like they can't do the yeah they could show you what who's listening to things but like they're not really going to in terms of like the chief uh research uh chief r&d officer of spotify literally said like they're never going to be about connecting people like they're an audio platform and like they are huge they can't move that fast in terms of okay if they start to try being social they can't they can't really afford to make the amount of mistakes that we can afford to make whilst we try different features that many of which won't work until we get the ones that are perfect 
there's lots that they're just never going to do until unless like someone small like us does it first exactly so yeah, yeah. so still going for it <laughs> yeah the i'm like massively excited to actually see like any innovations that happen in the spot in the in the podcast space and so syncify is something that i'm really excited to see what happens um we're gonna have to stop there because mm. we like we've already over overran but it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast sam and how can people stay in touch with Syncify or like your journey, you know, in the wider space? Like how can people stay in touch with, with all of that stuff moving forward? Sure. So uh, you can find the website at syncify.fm. Uh, that's sync, like S-Y-N-C-I-F-I-F-Y. Um, and then like on social media, it's Syncify. Myself, I... I do have Instagram, Sam Jam Harris, I believe. I I don't really use it that much. Like I do post occasionally, but I'm I'm not really there. I'm going to be honest. Uh, if you um if you do sign up to the email list there on Syncify and then send an email, like it'll go to me. Uh, or LinkedIn. I do use LinkedIn. Uh, again, probably not that easy to find me because Sam Harris is a generic name. Uh, if you touch, if you Go for Sam Harris Syncify. That will that'll bring me up. Uh, happy to chat about podcasting or business or anything if you want some tips. So yeah, that, that, that's probably the best way to find me. Okay, sweet. Thank you again so much for coming on, Sam. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure and I hope to speak to you soon. Sure, thanks, man. Definitely keep in touch. All right, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur and thank you so much for listening to the very end. I really do appreciate it. If you did enjoy this episode, please be sure to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts as it really does help me out. And as a thank you, I'll give you a shout out in the next episode at the start. As promised, this episode was so funny and I, I really hope you, that you enjoyed it as well. So yeah, thank you so much for listening again and I'll see you in the next episode.